As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Hi, family. Welcome to the home group tonight. My name is Paul Renner. My father, Rick Renner, asked me to lead the home group tonight, and I am so glad that I get to be here with you. Today, we're going to talk about Easter. And of course, along with me today here in the studio is my mother and Joel. Paul, it's so good to be with you, and you're doing a fabulous job leading our home group. Thank you. You are, Paul. You really are. And home group, it's an honor to be with you. People from all over the world join us to study the Bible, and that is so very cool. Isn't that cool, Mom? <laughs> very cool. I think it's awesome. But friends, before we get into that teaching tonight, I want to tell you, you can download the study guide on our website, renner.org, and you can download this whole thing. You know, this series is about to be over. Easter is Sunday. Who are you going to invite to church? That is a very, very important question. People need to hear the Easter story. They need to hear about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That is the truth. Pray for your pastors this Sunday. You know, it's a great opportunity for them to share Christ with so many people. Pray for them so they know how the right word for the right person. Amen. And I want to encourage you, you know, with the, with the uh, study guide, and you can get the whole series that Rick is teaching on TV right now. And I can tell you, it's powerful. I've watched it. And the study guide, it's so wonderful. As you watch this, you can, you can go through the study guide. It, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper inside of you. And, friend, I think that in these days especially, we need the gospel, the power of God, because the Bible calls the gospel the power of God, deepened inside of us more than ever. We need to know as other people are thinking absolutely crazy things, we need to be grounded in our faith and know this is what I believe and I'm not moving from here mm -hmm. and I don't care what you think and I don't care what your opinion is of me, but I'm going to stay right here. God's done too much in my life to, for me to move away and I'm staying right here. And that's a powerful thing to have in your life, to have that commitment and to have that kind of resolve. And I'm telling you, home group, you are our friends. I'm telling you that we need that resolve today. Amen. I feel like I missed the memo because Joel is in a white shirt. Mama <laughs> is in a white blouse. And I am not. You guys did not tell me that I should put on a white uh, shirt. But, Paul, you're close. It's got white in it. I, I don't think close matters. <laughs> I, I think I missed the memo. All right, so you may follow along today by uh, opening Sparkling Gems number one. I'm opening directly to April 28th, Resurrection Morning, page 284. Or, of course, if you have the study guide, if you haven't got it yet, the study guide is the easiest way to follow along. You can download the study guide right now or the book Paid in Full because you get just about the same material in all three resources. Now, it is a little bit different in each resource, but you get the same story. You can follow along in either of these resources that my father has written. So we're starting in Matthew 28 
uh, verses 1 and verses 2, and we'll be reading on. I really like Matthew chapter 28 because it ends with the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is Jesus speaking to his disciples, saying, Go forth into all of the world. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, uh, verses 18, 19, and 20. And Jesus spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commandeth you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The Great Commission, and these words that we read here, is Jesus speaking to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is one of the first recordings of what Jesus spoke, said to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So there's a lot of power in this. There's, there's a lot of power in this. This is one of the many proofs that Jesus actually was raised from the dead. Last, uh, last night, we spoke about how there is proof that Jesus was dead. Yes. Multiple buried. buried. He was dead. He was buried. There's no conspiracy theory there. He was dead. And he was raised from the dead. There were multiple witnesses of Jesus actually being raised from the dead to the point that the religious leaders of that time had to come up with a conspiracy theory so that there would be some way for them to talk to people and explain what happened. So Jesus was raised from the dead. But before we get to Matthew, the end of the story, I, and I know we all want to get to the end of the story. It's Easter. We want to get to the end of the story. Jesus is risen. But before we get to the end of the story, we have to go through all the little steps. So in uh, Matthew 28, verses 1, we read how Mary uh, Magdalene and the other Mary went to the sepulcher. And they went to the sepulcher to check on Jesus, see if everything was okay. And when they got there, there was a great earthquake. And then in uh, verse 5, the angel answered and said unto them, Women, fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. And I'd like to stop there for a moment because the same thing applies to many of us today. We look towards the cross or we look towards Jesus who was crucified, period. And we kind of stop there sometimes. But there's a continuation of the story. Who are you coming to church today to worship? Who are you praying to? Jesus who is dead? Jesus who was crucified? Jesus who doesn't have the power to heal you, save you, and is crucified dead? Or are you praying to Jesus who was raised from the dead? And if Jesus was not raised from the dead then there would be no point in any of this. The only reason that we're here together today, the only reason that we're celebrating Easter and Christmas and any other church holiday, the only reason we come to church on Sunday is because Jesus was risen, was raised from the dead. Amen. Amen. He is not here, for he is risen. <laughs> The angel said to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, He is not here, for he is risen. There's so much in that. Jesus was risen from the dead. I'm thinking of a, of a song uh, a long time ago that the uh, 
the second chapter of Acts Acts, uh, wrote. And um, I'll just sing a little bit of it. It goes, hear the bells ringing. They're singing that we can be born again. And then it says, the angel said, he is risen. He's risen from the dead. And and I just love that song because it's so joyous and it kind of depicts the joy that we can have because our Lord was risen. All other religions of the world, they can't ever point to Muhammad or anybody else that they raised from the dead. But our Lord He raised from the dead. And it says in Ephesians that he not only raised from the dead, but he raised us up with him. You've been raised up with him to reign with him. Oh, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. That's right. You know, Mary Magdalene and Mary, they went to the tomb, I guess, to mourn. But they were met with an angel who said, what are you doing here? (laughs) He said he'd be raised from the dead. He told you guys this would happen. Now go run back and tell the rest of the disciples. Yes, yes. He yes, said, come yes. on, get moving. Go back and tell the rest of the disciples that Jesus is not here in the tomb. He is raised from the dead. It is just so exciting. It really, really is, isn't it, Paul? Yes, it is. And it is important that the angel said, as he said, because Jesus told them what would happen. And here, once again, we see proof that we can trust Jesus. He is exactly who he said he was. Mm-hmm. He did exactly what he said he was yes. going to do. Yes. And if he is exactly who he was today, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then he still wants to save you. He still wants to heal you. He still wants to be involved in your life today. Now, this news was shocking to the disciples. Jesus told them it was going to happen, but they didn't exactly know how to, uh, how, what to do with this news. So we read in John chapter 20, verses 3 and 4, Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulchre. <clears throat> so they ran both together. The other disciple outran Peter and came first to the sepulchre. So we could, you know, we could pay attention to hear that perhaps uh, John outran Peter or we could pay attention to the fact that this news was uh, was so upsetting to them or was so amazing to them that they dropped everything to see the empty tomb. They, they left immediately and ran towards the tomb and ran with such speed that we even know who got there first. So this was not a ca- casual jog. They did everything they could to get there as quick as possible. And, and and Jesus, you know, when Mary came to the tomb, Paul, I love to talk about this because she came to the tomb and in verse 15, well, verse 14, and um, it says, now when she had said this, uh, no, that's not it. Okay, let's let's go back to verse 11. But Mary stood outside of the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she, she stooped down and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting at the head of the, uh, the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they've taken away my Lord and I do not know where they've laid him. Now, 
when she had said this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't know that it was Jesus. Verse 15. And Jesus said, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me, where have you laid him? And I will take him away. Verse 16, Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is means teacher. And I always think that this is amazing that Jesus was so lighthearted. I mean, he was getting ready to do the most amazing thing for the for history, which was ascend unto the Father and um, lay out the 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 whole plan of salvation and totally defeat the enemy. And he, he stops to talk to Mary. But you know what she was doing? She was seeking him. Jesus will stop doing anything if you're seeking him. He will stop the biggest meeting, the most important meeting, to talk to you. He, he's never too busy. And your problem is never too, too big or too small that we can't open our heart and say, God, I need your help. And he's right there, just like he was for Mary. It's amazing that he stopped to talk to Mary. Mm -hmm. Yes, He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you and he wants you to experience a level of mm. intimacy mm. and a personal relationship that you've always seeked for. Mm. We were preparing for an event once in church and there's a lot to do. Every time you're preparing for an event in church, it seems like there's always a lot to do. And Paul, you're always in charge. <laughs> well, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor. And so you know, part of being a pastor is organizing events. And there's, there's always a lot to do. And we were, we were preparing for an event once and pre-preparation prayer meeting, which is what we do, you know, before we sit down to talk about what we're going to do. We always take time to pray. And we're praying together. And usually we pray for a few minutes and then we get on with the rest of our business. But once while we were praying together with the staff, you know, there's so much to talk about. There's things to do. There's other things that, you know, have to be urgently, uh, urgently discussed. The, the presence of the Holy Spirit came so strong that it would have been insensitive. It would have been wrong to simply move on to the rest of the day or the rest of the, our planning sessions. And in the middle of this prayer, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking several things at the same time. I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is wonderful. And then I'm thinking, what about, you know, what about all the decisions we have to make today? And, and, and I'm kind of in the middle of this, this internal, internal discussion with myself. And then I realize, wait a minute, isn't this what we want? Isn't this the purpose of all of our planning events? Yes. Isn't this exactly what we want to happen? And, and sometimes, uh, you know, especially if you, you know, if, if you love charismatic meetings and you love to experience the presence of God and you love deep worship experiences, uh, 
Isn't that exactly why we come to church? Isn't that exactly what we want to experience? Fellowship with Him? We want to experience those moments. But sometimes, uh, we get, we, we begin to think, wait a minute, there's, what about, what about this? And, and what about that? But then, at the end of the day, isn't this why we get together? So that we can experience His presence and fellowship with Him? So as, you know, once again, as you're preparing for Easter, Make sure you take time to talk to him. Make sure you take time to get your heart right. Because it is possible to go to an Easter service mm. and leave the Easter service the same, the same way you came. You want to experience God in church. You want to experience a sense of celebration and closeness with God. You want to experience his voice and have a life-changing experience. But sometimes we get so busy with the next thing or preparing for the next thing that we kind of miss out on the whole purpose of it all. So before you actually get into Easter, take time to read the Easter story. Take time to share your testimony with someone else, especially your children. Take time to invite someone to Easter this Sunday. Take time to experience the celebration of Jesus' resurrection. Take time to think about what the juice that you drink when you take communion means. Take time to think about what the bread that you eat when you take communion actually means. Take time. That's what we're doing here. That's what we've been doing for the last three weeks. We've been talking about Easter. Mm. We like to get to the end of the story. I mean, it's a pretty good ending. We like to get to the end of the story. But don't miss out on everything else that there is. Uh, in a fast-moving, uh, consumer-centered culture, it's easy to get to, you know, what about me? And, and what is this all about? And, and what is the takeaway? But take time to experience it all. Jesus took time to talk to Mary when he was probably busy ascending to the Father. Yes. If Jesus took time to fellowship with Mary, encourage her, he can take time to encourage you today. Are you, but when he comes, are you seeking? When he comes, are you ready? When he comes, will you recognize his voice? Or... Like that event, when that day when we were preparing for other church events, uh, will you be so busy in the in the work of it all that you forget that this is actually the whole point of it all to experience Him? It's actually you know it's actually what we want, but we get so busy preparing for it that sometimes when it happens, we just kind of miss it. You know, Paul, uh, just like you said, Jesus likes to interrupt things. Mm, he does that. <laughs> and I like how he interrupted the disciples. I do too. <laughs> because in verse 19 of chapter 20 in John, they were they were in such fear. They were hiding behind these doors that you know, they didn't know what was going to happen. Jesus is Jesus is dead. What's going to happen with our life? We, we don't know what's happening. And uh, I love this in verse 19. Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled 
for fear. So they are in fear, fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said, peace be with you. Mm -hmm. God can interrupt us with his peace. Well, I have to say something. Peace was with them. Jesus was with That's them. true. That's he is true. our peace. He is, Joe. You know, I really like that too, Mama. I'm reading Mark <laughs> right now. Uh, and, and, you know, Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene. Yes. And the other Mary, like the Bible says. Yes. How would you like to be called the other Mary? The other Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it says. Anyway, <laughs> it was actually Jane's mother. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what it says in Mark. But uh, later, that same day, he appeared to two others who were walking from Jerusalem into the country, but they didn't recognize him at first because they had changed, because he had changed his appearance. When they realized who he was, they rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Now this is the part I like. Still later, Jesus, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. I think that's what you were talking about. And he rebuked them for their unbelief. They were stu- their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. I think Jesus was testing the disciples. You know, would they believe the others who were telling them that he had risen? Yeah. And it is just so wonderful. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. And there's going to be a wonderful, wonderful rapture of the church. And we're going to have a wonderful feast with the Father. And Jesus is faithful. He's, he told the disciples, I'm going to be raised from the dead. He warned them about this. He did. And he's told us about what's going to happen in the future. And he left us with the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter. He is our guide. And we need to follow his leading. Isn't that right, Paul? Amen. Amen. Father God, I thank you for this wonderful home group tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that we can just enjoy our fellowship with you and our fellowship with each other. And Lord, as we prepare to celebrate Easter this coming Sunday, pray, Lord, that you would help us all to take the time to experience you. Mm. Help us, Lord, as we celebrate Easter and remember the importance of your resurrection to actually fellowship with you. And Lord, just as you appeared to your disciples then, Lord, I ask you to show up in special ways to those people today who need your encouragement, love, support, direction in the name of jesus amen 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 Amen. see you guys tomorrow we are going to continue to talk about easter and the post-resurrection appearances of jesus that we read about in the bible bye-bye if you enjoyed that teaching please subscribe like and comment so more people can see it